When do you think uh, it's the appropriate time to start listening to Christmas music? At what point in the year? <laughs> Today's the first day of fall. Yeah. Which I didn't know that until I was scrolling Instagram earlier. But for you, mm-hmm. or society in general, when should Christmas music be socially acceptable to listen to, put in radios and public places? When is it appropriate for Delilah to come back into our lives every year? Because it gets earlier and earlier every single year. So I feel like my rules are simple. I don't want to see anything in the stores for Easter until after St. Patrick's Day. I don't want to see St. Patrick's Day stuff until after Valentine's Day. Really, not until... I think two weeks is enough, so start of March. Slow for down. For those like holidays? For St. Patrick's Day. You don't need... You could probably get away with a week for yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, you don't need a bunch of St. Patrick's Day Is anybody decorating their house for St. Patrick's Day? The Irish? <laughs> you tell me. I, uh, I guess we're both Irish. You never have, yeah. Um, I would say Valentine's Day, same thing. We don't need any Valentine's Day stuff until start of February. And then I would say Christmas, no Christmas music. It's not Christmas season until Black Friday. And Thanksgiving, it's not Thanksgiving season until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, so the month of November is just nothing until you hit It's 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 from Halloween until right before Thanksgiving. It's just general fall. Okay. Just no, the heart, no turkeys deep until... in the heart of fall. Okay. You, so you can like decorate with like pumpkins and ga- what else would like, be fall garnishments of leaves that are That's the same orange. as Thanksgiving though. Is there a difference? I feel like my mom's house always looked the same from <laughs> Halloween mm-hmm. up until she put our Christmas stuff up. Their decorations were all relatively similar. She didn't decorate mm-hmm. for Halloween. She wasn't like a put out skeletons and all these different things. So yeah. I felt like everything was just the same. I think... Like fall and Thanksgiving are basically the same thing. Yeah. Color schemes, decor, besides like a turkey maybe or something. I think Halloween, the same thing of... Not until October, the start of October. I don't want to see Halloween stores popping up. So the first uh, week of September, when all these pumpkins went up everywhere, you yeah. were probably, like, what's going on here? It's still 110 degrees. Generic, pu- yeah, that's that's part of it. But generic pumpkins uh, in the first week of September, uh, it's uh, the problem is it's it's not even fall yet. Yeah, like what am yeah. I gonna do? Today with that pumpkin? is the first day of fall. Hold off on your pumpkins. Why do they put them out? Do you cook with a pumpkin? Like, you can you cook can. dishes. Yeah. Like, pumpkin but what am I gonna? Yeah, but when am I going to make, like, I'm not trying to make a pumpkin stew. Pumpkin bread? Or anything like that relative, until it's, like, fall, until it's cold out. Yeah. I made banana bread a few weeks ago, and it just it wasn't the same as, like, making banana bread when it's... When it's cold. 60 degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I could put warm butter on it. Mm-hmm. And it's toasty and good. It's not the same. Like tonight I'm making chili. I haven't made chili since last winter. Mm. And uh, But chili gets a, a life of no. summer barbecues. and Really? Oh, yeah. I've never had chili at a summer barbecue. Chili dogs, man. 
Fourth okay, of but, July. Yeah, but that's not the type of chili. Like you're not making. Well, maybe you could. I feel like the chili you put on a hot dog is different than the chili you make in a pot that you're going to eat out of a bowl. (laughs) No? The chili on a hot dog is like all thick and, I mean, I guess chili in a pot is, but yeah, the chili I'm making tonight, you would never put on a hot dog. Why not? (laughs) Because it doesn't have the same qualities. Like When I think of a a chili for a hot dog, it's like very dense, thick beef and beans, Mm -hmm. and like that's it. The canned Hormel. Similar, yeah. Yeah. And like when I think of chili in a pot, like I think of simmering my onions and garlic for 15 minutes and then adding my bell peppers and Mm. my meats and my beans and the seasonings Mm. and it being more of a soup almost, not that liquidy, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to put down a hot dog. I've done it before where I've made like actual chili. Yeah, but your chili is more of one that models. Like a hot dog type chili, it's it's primarily beef and beans. Yeah, but it's more liquidy, and I I think that liquid is key because you want it to soak into all of the uh, the bun, the bun, or in most cases the cornbread. I forget you're a uh, a very masterful chili maker <laughs> with your cornbread. I always forget that you make the cornbread with it. Oh yeah, because you got to have the cornbread becomes the base. The cornbread mixes in with the uh with the juices and the cheese and Does it just this... break apart into the chili? Oh, it does. So That's... you when you get to the end of your chili, there's no cornbread in the bottom. Right. I will I'll actively stir it so it's the same consistency throughout. Mm. Like the chili I'm making today and I'm not using cornbread, I'm using sourdough. Mm. I've never made it. I don't think I've ever really like made. You dip the sourdough into, into it? the chili. Okay. Or I'll like pull some of the bread out and fill the chili in the sourdough piece and then eat it. Mm. Almost like a little little bowl. Little sourdough bowl. Oh, I love them. Bread bowl. Oh, it's you so should good. do bread bowls. Yeah. I don't know where you can buy like bowls like that though. Like a it's spring prob- of sourdough. It's probably expensive. Yeah, probably. That didn't none of this answered the question though for Christmas time. The music. So the music, it's not time to play Christmas music until Thanksgiving Day. That's my... Uh-huh. Thanksgiving Day, you've eaten, everybody's stuffed, a couple of football games have already happened, and then you're like, let's break out the Christmas decorations yeah. since we have all of the people here to put them up. <laughs> all it, the work is possible with then, other people's hands. Yep. <laughs> and then you turn on the Christmas music. Is that, that how it goes at your house? Yep. So you guys decorate on Thanksgiving Day for Christmas? Oftentimes, yeah. Like at your mom's house, if you're over there, mm-hmm. that's what will happen. After dinner, pull everything out and start decorating. Mm-hmm. Lights, too, on the outside? Not necessarily. Um, but but for sure, like pulling out the inside decorations and getting things mm-hmm. started going. Now, do you decorate here? Did you decorate the past few years? Uh, we have a decorative hand towel that goes on the uh, front of the oven, and then does it have a quick little saying on it? No, it's just got a candy cane, nice. <laughs> and <laughs> and then we have like a two foot pre lit Christmas tree, uh-huh. and uh, you just plug that bad boy in. Where do you put it? Up in the front by your TV and stuff? Yep, in the living room. Yeah. Just leave it plugged in for a few months and then unplug it. Like you never it unplug it and turn it off. It stays it's, on. It's just sitting in the closet right now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, 
decorate a lot. We love it. I'm like ready to put my lights on my house right now. <laughs> it's nice out. As soon as it's like 80 degrees yeah, out. Yeah, like once. Yeah, I think. Yeah, once it's nice out, I won't put them up before Halloween, but probably that week right after, lights will go on the house. Mm. Leading into Thanksgiving, we do Thanksgiving at our house, and I want it to be all decked out for Christmas time for Thanksgiving. <laughs> But the problem is you're not giving Thanksgiving its own holiday. No one likes it. Thanksgiving's the best. Thanksgiving <laughs> is my favorite holiday. Out of all of them? Like, I love the feeling of Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Like, Christmas, I mean, we're both working mm-hmm. nonstop. Yeah. Well. You more so than I am. As in say, oftentimes you don't have student services in close succession. Mm-hmm. So it feels like that childhood wonder of like anticipation for several weeks up to Christmas. Yeah. That went out the window a long time ago. Uh, there is no anticipation. There's no time to anticipate. <laughs> I do feel like as a kid though, the anticipation was way higher. Oh yeah. It was like just once, like, like at school too. Like when your teacher would put like Christmas stuff up mm-hmm. or holiday stuff. I'm not and, and when you're just waiting around listening uh, like to Christmas music, you're sitting in class yeah. thinking about like what you're going to get for Christmas. Yeah. And I feel like, too, I don't know how it is. Well, I, I do know similar to how it is now, but I feel like they get out of school now like a couple days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then they get the two weeks following through New Year's off. Yep. But I feel like when I was a kid, I got like a week off and then Christmas and then a week off. Like Christmas was sandwiched mm. in between two weeks. Yeah, I feel that so sounds you were familiar off, you to me. you get off of school and then you have like a week to hang out with your friends and like enjoy like the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas comes and Christmas Eve and all these things. And then you get like a week to play with your toys mm-hmm. and do whatever afterwards. And then you go back to school. That's how I felt like it was when I was a, when I was a kid. I think what I like about Thanksgiving is like everybody's off there's always hustle and bustle in the house yeah but most people go back to work on friday yeah it's just a singular day (laughs) to just like cook and eat it is nice just hanging out i don't know if we're going to do this this year but i distinctly remember one year having carne asada for instead of turkey yeah is like that was the best like, At your parents? Yeah. Like we do don't, you guys go to Globe or do you hang here? Uh well, the one time last year we we stayed here. And then oh, yeah. that was it. So Yeah. Man, this will only be your second holidays together as a married couple. Man, that's cool. It's true. I thought I feel like it's been way longer, but <laughs> um yeah, I, I listened to Christmas music on my way here today. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, I'm going to ask Justin when it's appropriate because um, I feel like it's I feel like it's it's like I'm ready. I'll just listen to it now for probably I leave the playlist on my iPhone all year long. And every now and then, like mainly when I'm in the shower, I'll throw on a Christmas playlist and just listen to it <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm getting ready. And uh my kids always are like, oh, it's Christmas music. They, they like love Jingle Bells and all those different songs. Yeah. But um, I also think once eggnog hits the refrigerator aisle at the grocery store, it's when I know, okay, now it's okay to do all things Christmas. Are you going to need to 
do a side by side taste <laughs> test of your dancing well, I don't know. farms. I'll be disappointed if I take last one for anything, but uh, I I buy the Dan size and dairy eggnog as well. It's so good. But I, Shamrock, I think I mean, you I, might need to try Kroger's. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for Christmas, even though we still have many things in between. Yeah, I was just curious of your thoughts. Yeah, I think part of the problem with Christmas music is there are such a limited number of songs. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah, there's very few new songs get added to the Christmas canon. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of ones that relatively recent... Like occasionally, like a gospel singer will be like, "This is the new Christmas song," but then nobody cares. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I can't think of one that like is universally thought of as a Christmas song that should be on any Christmas playlist that has been added since Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas. all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, I agree. I love Lauren Daigle has a Christmas album, mm-hmm. um, and it's so good. It's like her Louisiana. But it's all. It's all original re- Christmas songs. It's all original? No, sorry, like um, traditional. Okay, yeah. Like your normal Christmas songs. She It's just her take on them. Yeah. But it's very like Louisiana, New Orleans, a lot of brass instruments, mm-hmm. and it's just really, really good. <laughs> Love it. If you're looking for a new Christmas album. <laughs> she does a really good job but yeah there's not anything the only other song like i like that album and i love adoration song by ccb music (laughs) i do too i don't know what it is but every time it comes on i'm like oh this is a good it's like that uh there's like a catchy tune in there yeah it feels like a classic christmas song even though it's not yeah yeah what are your thoughts on delilah like, you know who I'm talking about? Hey there, Delilah. No. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? <laughs> Remember that band? I do. Playing YTs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Delilah from 99.9. Do you not know her at all? No. Oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> For who, real? Who is Delilah? Oh, my gosh. She, well, I know. She, 99.9. So cool she, FM, right? Yeah, that's the station. But during Christmas time... Um, Basically, whenever they start playing Christmas music on 99.9, it's from like 7 o'clock at night until like 2 in the morning is Delilah. And she's like this older woman. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know who she is. She's like a grandmother? For real. And she she's like, hi, this is Grandma Delilah. So it's You're always, listening to 99.9. <laughs> it's, uh, she, she takes callers, and callers like call in and request Christmas songs, but then... They like also talk about their like struggles or what they're like dealing with during Christmas time. Oh, snap. You've never heard of Delilah? I cannot believe that you do not know who that is. That sounds super heavy. I listen to it at nighttime. Like I I and this sounds weird, but like vividly because I play soccer at nights and I have to drive mm-hmm. a ways to get there. Um you, well for my old house it was fifteen minutes. Now it's like thirty. Uh, Delilah was always on during Christmas time because I'm driving at like eight or nine or ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and people will call in and they'll just be like, "Hey, can you play this song?" And man, I'm just feeling like really sad this Christmas. I lost my mom last Christmas, and I went through this. And then, <laughs> and then Delilah's like gives her some like encouraging words and then plays a song. Wow, 
I cannot believe that you've never listened to Delilah before. <laughs> I have not. Oh, man. This is going to be a new thing because we're going to have to f- figure out how you can listen. Well, you can listen to her whenever you want, I guess. But she's on during the year, too. Okay. Like every now and then. And it's at like nighttime. Yeah. And it's a similar take. But at Christmas time, there's like a tune that they put with her name for 99.9. And uh, yeah, that's like all she does is just, it's almost like not counseling, but it's like a like encouraging moment. And she just like talks to them about whatever they're going through. Talks about hope, talks about joy and love and all these different things. Someone will call in and say, man, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend at Christmas. And I'm just super excited. <laughs> and all these things are happening. And um, she'll like encourage them and. I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like uplifting. I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but no, it makes sense. She I is just like an old lady. I'm assuming. This. I would like to know what she looks like. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, you should look it up real quick and see. Not at all what I pictured. <laughs> She's definitely not an old lady. She's, yeah. She looks like a news anchor. Yep. She looks like somebody that is on an HGTV show. On a what? Like an HGTV or TLC show. Or like a cooking channel. Yeah. Like she's going to be like, today we're going to try to sell this couple a condo. <laughs> Come with me. I'm Delilah, condo salesman. <laughs> yeah, well. She drives around trying to sell condos in Minneapolis, St. Paul. That's her. That's the that's the look right that's there? That's the look. <laughs> it's like Carol from The Office. <laughs> Yeah, so you need to listen. Like this Christmas, you should. Uh, well, you have so many opportunities to just go nine nine point nine, anytime after seven, and tune into the Delilah. I think here's the problem. When I was in high school, I would primarily listen to um, Rush Limbaugh, like talk talk radio. Not uh, not Rush Limbaugh, um, but like I remember, like Mac and Gatos mm-hmm. uh, currently on. Uh, 92.3, they had, like, Gatos had a nighttime show called Gatos After Dark that was kind of just having fun, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, he would interview people that were writing books about aliens and Random stuff things. like that. Yeah. So, that was... uh You listened to that during high school? Yeah, that was an enjoyable evening, if I'm driving somewhere, listen uh, I'd listen to Dave Ramsey. As a high schooler? <laughs> yeah. Like about finances? Mm-hmm. Did you take any of the principles in high school and use them? No. I immediately went into student loan debt. So That's not what he would encourage. Yeah. Well, it's what our entire <laughs> system is set up to encourage, unfortunately. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't think I ever just found myself listening to 99.9. This Christmas, it has to be something you you try. Okay. I'll, I'll give it we'll, a try. We'll circle back around. I'll give it a try. I'll, I'll rate Delilah <laughs> on a one to ten scale. It'll probably be like a two or three. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet. We had a mini vacation recently. You did. Well, I guess the podcast did because we're a week behind. <laughs> we are a week behind. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this, yeah, we are. Yeah, we just kind of we skipped, skipped like a one week. week. Yeah, it's uh it's fall break for all of you out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But with so, that, you went on vacation. Yeah, we we just both happened to go to California, like within a few days of each yeah, other. Yeah, 
And I thought you were like in North Dakota or something. Oh, really? Like when I first saw the pictures, I was like, where's he at? He's like somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then I saw some of the other ones. I was like, oh, I forgot he was going to California for a wedding, right? You were yeah. there for a wedding? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we went to California. Um, we dr- drove. Did you guys drive? Yeah. Yeah. But you guys went to the beach. Yeah. We only drove five hours. Yeah. We went more to like, I guess you'd call it central California. Yeah. Where were you at? Um, like Zion and stuff? No. So um, it was the town we were staying at was Visalia, which is like 45 minutes south of Fresno. Did you drive? Mm hmm. Oh, you were going to fly. We were it, thinking it about flying. Yeah. And then uh, it was like twice as expensive to fly to Fresno as it was to LA. Yeah. And then we'd have to rent a car anyway to get around. So we were like, let's just drive. So the driving was actually pretty uh, fun. It was was a fun road trip, just the two of us. Did you stop anywhere or just straight through? Uh, We stopped in Pasadena. We went to the Pasadena Courthouse. Is that supposed to be something special? I guess City Hall, the Pasadena City Hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where that building, the exterior of that building is the building the exterior of the building in parks and rec uh, like where their city yeah. council is or city hall is yeah exactly so the pasadena city hall is where they shoot all the exterior stuff or shot all the exterior stuff for parks and rec uh, so like any like stills you mean like kind of how like the office it would show like the office building before going into the office building yep exactly. is that what you mean yep okay that's cool so yeah so we uh, stopped there. We went to Griffith Observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, is that in Pasadena too? It might be technically in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Would be my guess, but I don't really know. It's uh, it's right around the corner from like Universal Studios. It's you super did that close all day. To Universal Studios. Like that's what you did for a whole day. Um, we were only there for a few hours. So and we went to going. Griffith Observatory. Um, went uh looked at their the exhibits and kind of it overlooks all of like la mm-hmm. um really well and then and then yeah we just kept going it was another like three hours or so so it took like to a Visalia. seven eight hours to get there yeah we drove like 30 hours over the course of four days Ugh. so it was a lot of driving because the next day we woke up uh so on friday we woke up the the wedding is on uh, Saturday, and we don't have anything on Friday except for dinner that night with Katie's friends. And since we didn't have anything on on Friday, we decided that we should take advantage of being so close to the national parks. The wedding was going to be in, or was in Sequoia National Park. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, well, let's, like, this is the closest we're going to be in a long time to uh to yosemite national park Mm -hmm. so we're like let's go check it out was it sweet uh yeah it was like a three-hour drive from visalia yeah um so uh like two hours to be on the border of like actually entering the park and then like another hour driving through the forest and mountains to get to like what people think of when they think of yosemite Mm -hmm. uh national park which is the yosemite valley area where el capitan is and where half dome is did you go to el capitan 
uh, or see it. Yeah, we saw it. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was really cool. It was huge. I uh, bet. Yeah, you get to a point where you're driving and you're driving and you're like, oh, this is nice. Like it's mountains and trees. You get to a point where you turn the corner and all of a sudden you see like Yosemite Valley and you're like, whoa. Is it sweet? <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's like, it's it's crazy to, to see in real life. And the whole time that we were there looking up at El Capitan, it was, uh, it was surreal, like thinking back on the uh, Free Solo documentary. Did you ever watch that? On Netflix? Or no, it was I not. think it's on Hulu. I never, I never watched it though. Yeah, where I he, feel like I tried to find it. Man, these pictures of Yosemite Valley are. Oh, did you pull it up? I did. Man, that is. Uh, Check it out on my Instagram at Justin Bogus on Instagram. <laughs> Man, that's uh, like you got to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, you're not on my Instagram. You're I'm on. No, nah, I'm on Google, Google Images. Search. Check it out on Google Images. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the Yosemite Valley right there. And, man, so that's you get a, to a point where you turn the corner and you're like. Holy crap, that's incredible. Yeah, that's beautiful. On man. the left there, El Capitan. Yeah. And then Half Dome is like the half circle. On the right side? On the right side. El, El Capitan is what he climbed. Bare, right? Yeah, Nothing. with no, no, no ropes, no assistance, no anything. Man, there's like a sweet waterfall there too. Yeah, we went and saw uh, Yosemite Falls. It's a, a nice little like 10-minute hike. It was really short and easy. Yeah, we haven't done like anything like this. You guys, you guys should bring the kids. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how they would do driving all the way there. You can get both. So that that was you had to pay to get in there. Yeah, it was thirty five dollars per person or per car. Per car, okay. But you can get a pass. It's good for a week. Thirty five dollars for a week. Are there like hotels and stuff near there too? Um, not super near there. Kind of. Um, like Fresno is probably the closest big city mm-hmm. um and so it's probably like a couple hours from fresno but you could you can stay down in yosemite you can like camp down there, there you can camp but there's also um lodges like they're they, down in the national park in yosemite oh, wow. there's a lodge that you can rent a room at there's a couple restaurants a gift shop a museum that's probably pretty incredible to stay down there too yeah yeah, totally. And I was wondering how people that live, uh, people that work in the national park, like, like they, they must, they must live there. Like nobody's taking a part time job to work in the food court at Yosemite, <laughs> and then is driving three hours from or two hours from Fresno for their mm-hmm. part time job. Maybe they have like a like a living quarters. They must. And yeah. like if you live in Fresno. It's like, hey, these are your next four shifts, and they're all lined up. You're just going to stay and live here, and then drive back to Fresno for three or four days, or something. Yeah, and it must be something like that. It's got to be if you're, unless they're making people drive. And maybe if you're like higher up, like museum curator guy or something, yeah. you can, uh, you just like live permanently on site. Man, that'd be crazy, huh? <laughs> that'd be really crazy. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah, that's sweet, man. What is that the only one you went to? Just Yosemite. Um. So Yosemite, and then the next day for the wedding, we went to Sequoia National Is that Park. pretty nice, too? Yeah. It was... So, like, the whole time we're driving up, it looks kind of like Flagstaff or Prescott. Like, uh-huh. it, it gets more mountainous, and then amongst the desert, you start to get some, like, pine trees. Mm-hmm. And so it just... It, it felt it felt 
nice and familiar. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I've seen all this before. There's some good scenic overlooks that were like, wow, that's really pretty. Yeah. And then you turn the corner. Similar uh, to Yosemite. It's similar to Yosemite. <laughs> so you're like driving through the, the, the park and forest, and you turn the corner to get to the part of Sequoia National Park called the Giant Forest. Mm-hmm. And literally, as soon as you tur- you're coming around a bend and you turn the corner and all of a sudden, like, all of the trees are super tall. Um, it's got, like, the the redwood. It's not the coastal redwood, but the regular redwood. So it's hundreds of feet tall Is trees. Incredible? But then you have the sequoia trees, which are a little bit shorter, but they're enormous around. Like, you should look up giant forest on there now, on that Google image search. Giant Forest Sequoia National Park. S-C-Q-U-O-I-A. Yeah, right here. Oh, wow. These are like the ones that you can drive through and stuff? Yeah, they, they do have a, the tree that you can drive through. I think there's another place at the like the Redwood National Forest. Oh, my forest. gosh. Let me see. Yeah, that's like a person by it. Isn't that crazy? And that's just one big trunk. Yeah, it's like mind blowing how is big there, these is there, trees are. Is there like a a reason why? I mean, like, what is it with that area that unless it's just so old? But like Flagstaff has old pine trees too. Why not? What's the different? I mean, the type of tree is it the it's, soil? Is it the climate? I think it's primarily the sequoia tree. Like, if I planted a sequoia tree in my backyard and I lived in Flagstaff, it would grow to be like that. Um, over I thousands of years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it was just incredible seeing these these trees. The General Sherman tree is the the biggest one, I think, and it's like 120 feet in circumference. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's funny looking at all these pictures of all of them. You don't see the tops. Yeah, <laughs> it's like really pretty pictures, but it's just like it, it's like it's har- like what you'd imagine like someone's lower calf would be. Just like oh, that's a giant's lower leg. Here, I'll I'll pull up on my. Uh, actually, you pull up on your Insta- on my Instagram. If you, the, I, I found like a a really good shot where you could see almost an entire tree. Oh my gosh! This general, real quick, General Sherman tree. Yeah, it's huge. Isn't that huge? And you don't even get to see the top. It's just like, oh yeah, here's the base. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And you see all the people like walking around. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's huge. I so, mean, even like this one, this lady tried to get like the height of it, and yeah. It's like nothing, like all of the pictures fall a little bit short because you can't quite get the whole scope. You said you have some of those on your Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Pull up my Instagram. Here we go. Well, this is Yosemite. Is it the next post? Yeah. All right there. Yeah. Keep scrolling. Um, Yeah. That one you can almost, you can see see like, like the length of it. If you kind of zoom in. Like this front one here, how tall is that comparative to some of these ones behind it? Um, similar in height and those are just the depth is making it to where you can see yeah, it yeah yeah okay the trunk just looks so much bigger you than... can kind of see people on the trail down there oh yeah Jeez. it's, it's it, yeah it's Katie's... and they had the wedding inside of this forest um yeah they had the wedding on uh a, a spot called beetle rock you can look that up but mm-hmm. he the um it like overlooks like just these mountains is really pretty yeah looking at these yosemite pictures too it's gosh it's so incredible so that was our trip and then we drove back that's awesome that's awesome man 
Katie said she felt like she was in a bug's life with like how big the trees oh, yeah. were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All in four days. Yeah, it was a really fast trip. But you, if you did like a family trip, you could get a pass that's good for um, both parks. Sequoia and Yosemite? So you, yeah, so you could go. It, I think it's good for any national parks. Yeah, and you could hit one on the way out there, like Joshua Tree, too. Yeah, exactly. So, Which is on the way, if you go through the tent. Yep. Yeah, you can hit Joshua Tree. You could go um, on the backside of those mountains north of L.A. and go through uh, Death Valley National Park, too. Oh, that'd be sweet. Like, try to hit all four in one trip, like a yeah. week trip. I feel like your kids, at least my kids, they have to be a little older. Yeah. Like right now, they would not to really care. appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they wouldn't care, and then you're in a car for like 10 hours. <laughs> they could barely handle the five-hour trip to California. And the, that, that timer's just going to restart here in a couple of months, too, uh, of when you can go I on the know. trip. But it's the last timer. It's the very last one. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you got away. You, you don't get to go on vacation very much. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice getting away for a few days. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah. What about you? Our trip, our trip was not that. I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> as magnificent. You know, we just we literally go to the beach every year with our family, yeah, my my sister's family and then my mom, um, and we just hang out. And it's like a time we go for like a week. We went for Sunday through Saturday, mm. so it was a it was long, like a nice long trip, and we just stay in a house together that has a lot of rooms, and everybody just kind of hangs out. We cook cook meals, and it's like three houses back from the beach so we just nice. hang out on the beach every day and it was really neat because our kids are finally i mean even luella she's just hit a year in august um so she can move around and crawl but mm-hmm. she doesn't have like much interest in the sand and the water yet yeah so we had like this tent we had like this tent that we brought um made for the beach so, like all the sides are open with like mm. meshing so you can like see in there she can see out but then like no sand can get in like the bottoms are all it's like a tent so everything's enclosed so she can kind of hang out in yeah, the Yeah and tent. it's like a big space I mean it's probably like a 6 or 7 by 7 foot like octagon yeah. type thing and then the top is opened up so there's like a little umbrella type thing but then it's open so there's air getting in there like it's just a we could put her toys in there and snacks and she'll just like hang in there and roll around and be totally fine Yeah and then Fenway and uh, Malachi, they're at the age where they're not afraid of the water anymore. Last year, they were, like, terrified to go near the waves. <laughs> they're not, like, trying to eat the sand. You know, like, they're they're at, like, a really good age. This is, like, the first trip we were talking about, the very first trip that we went on with our family and with the kids. <laughs> it's the very first trip we went on with the kids where we felt um, it was, like, our easiest one. You know, the past few years, it's just been really hard to get them to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, to be in a pack and play, like a little portable crib, all these different things. Um, but this year, Fenway and Malachi shared a room. Malachi oh, nice. slept on a normal bed. <laughs> you know, this fir- that was his first time. He's in a crib at home still, but he slept in a normal bed. Um, it was a room that had two beds in it, two like little twin beds, and they each had one. They slept all night long. Nice. Uh, so it was just good to know, like, man, we're at this really cool point where like our two older kids are pretty, you know, like. They don't need as much attention. Mm-hmm. And then down by the water, like at the beach, I we could literally sit in the chairs on the beach and they can play by themselves. Like yep. we can watch, we have to watch them, but it's not like they're running out into the water and <laughs> getting lost, you know? Right. Like you you can tell them like, like hey, stay, stay close, right here. And yeah. They stay close or, Hey, make sure you build your sandcastles in this area and only go into the water knee high. Mm-hmm. And they do it. 
like they listen. So it was a really like relaxing and good trip. I mean, there was obviously times, um, sorry, that Apple box up there just caught my eye. That's sitting on the bookshelf over there. Oh, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And I haven't seen your phone out. So now I'm just very curious what's going on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, the trip was, it was really good and it was relaxing and the drive wasn't awful. Last year it was pretty awful. We had to stop quite a bit, but this year they only, we only had to stop one time. We stopped halfway through each time and like let them go to the bathroom and we didn't even eat. Like we didn't even stop for lunch. One of the times on the way back, we brought food and they just went to the bathroom. We got back in the car and kept going. So that mini, that minivan life. It's <laughs> a game game changer. I saw you you brought it over here today. Oh yeah, I drive it when I can. Like if, if Mercedes <laughs> is staying home, I always take the minivan. It's the best. Uh, I would have one without kids. I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, you can make it into a truck. You put all those seats in the floor, and it becomes the bed of a truck. Just the same. That's that's what my uh, my grandfather for many years he he had a work van, not a work truck. Oh yeah. Put, see? Throw a ladder in there, yeah, a bunch awesome. of paint buckets. Yeah, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, it was a great, great trip. It's the last like vacation we'll take until like March or April, you know. So yep. it was really good. And with the baby coming, it was good to do it and um, like get that time with just our three kids before we have like a newborn again, where all the attention is on a newborn. So totally. Yeah. So what about this iPhone box over here? <laughs> so you may have seen phone follow up in the uh i saw it and per our last conversation you know you were in need of potentially a new phone do you remember what my plan as it was at the time was i kind of that was a sentence (laughs) i kind of i kind of remember uh that you were gonna the new ios software would not be compatible on your six right you had a six Mm mm-hmm and you were going to keep it, and you were going to wait until the 11 was released, and then you were going to buy like an 8 mm-hmm. or a 10. Or no, was it an 8? Uh, that's what I was looking at, yeah, buying an 8. And then, because they'd be cheaper than right. once the 11s were released. Um, is that what you did, or did you get an 11? <laughs> hey, there's too much suspense now. I just need to know what it is, because I'm... Ah uh, yes, <laughs> I got the eleven. <laughs> is it sweet or what? Uh, it's yeah. I mean, compared to my my old phone, did it's... you get did you get a big the bigger one too? Uh, no, I just got the the regular eleven. So do you love it? I do. What is the? Oh, here I'll I've got to use my face to unlock it for you. What is uh? Oh yeah, you have it on dark mode. Mm-hmm. It's the best. That new <laughs> dark really mode cool. is so nice. I really wanted to. It just seems so much bigger, though. Still, even though this is the smallest one. Um. So the 11 Pro is smaller than the 11, and then the 11 Pro Max is bigger than the 11. What do you have? The 11 Pro? Just the 11. And that's bigger than the 11 Pro. Yeah, but the 11 Pro has a... has. Uh, I think the 11 Pro is probably about that size. Have you had to adjust to the size? Uh yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to drop it all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh I I put the uh the pop, pop socket. socket really low down so that I could hold it w- well still. Yeah. So You love it though? Did Katie get one too or just you? Uh just me. I was trying to see um 
the camera, bro. Are you doing the wide angle? I don't know. I'm just on photo. To hit the the one X button. To what, what's wide? Point five. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's like a fisheye. Yeah, you get like uh, that wide angle. The portrait mode too. I've always just been like very intrigued with. That's great, man. Yeah. So that's my new. Hopefully, it will last me another five years. I went to the Apple Store. And waited, uh, actually waited in line. How long did that take? So I I was there for like 20 minutes before I got to the point of the line. This is it Arrowhead Mall? Yep. And uh, I got to the point of the line. I was like, this line's moving fast. I'm like this close to getting my new phone. Yeah. And the Apple person was like, do you have a reservation? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so they were like, okay, the the earliest I can do is uh is 1:30. What time was it? 9:30. Oh my <laughs> or gosh. 10. It was 10 o'clock. So I was like, okay, I'll be I'll be back. So I like made the reservation with him. Uh and you had to like pick the phone at that point in time. So I picked out the phone. You get space gray? Uh I did. Yeah, do you want to see it without the case? Oh yeah. I've been rocking no case now for a couple like maybe a month that. or so. Yeah. And uh Gosh, I love it. There's no case on there right now? Yeah, no. Why is the camera elevated there? Uh, it's probably elevated to fit more, like, glass in the camera. Uh, like, it, it, it needs to be slightly thicker to fit the full lens. And so it's got that, um, it's got that like, frosted glass cutout that, yeah. that's kind of raised up. Man, it just feels so good without a case on it. It does. It's <laughs> it the feels best. really nice. So I went back and picked it up and transferred it over. I somehow I ended up with two extra SIM cards, so I had a hard time getting it activated. Work? Like I've got my old SIM card from my old phone. Uh-huh. And then the phone had a SIM card in it. And then they gave me another one? Another SIM card. Just to have it? And we're like, this is this SIM card. And I was like, okay. And I put it in, nothing happened. And I put in the old one, and something kind of happened, but not really. When you switch does so, like when you switch your SIM card out of your old phone into the new one, it's just everything's transferred. It, it should like it should just work service wise. Um, but it wasn't quite working. Like it I should be able to make phone calls by just swapping in the old SIM. So what'd you do? Well, the old SIM is what's activated on oh, the account. Okay, okay. So I ended up just driving to Verizon Wireless and walked in with all the SIM cards. And I was like, like, can you figure this out? Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And so, like, he dialed some number at Verizon that told him, like, the serial number of the SIM card mm. for the new SIM card to be activated Yeah, and just put in that one. And then, like, called again, and then it verified that it was the right one. Yeah. And then it was good to go. Gosh, new iPhone or new Apple products in general. What was it like opening that box? It was very exciting. And the they transfer do... process was really easy, too. So, Like, like apps it, and stuff? In the store, I, I went ahead and paid for them to put the screen protector on because I didn't want any, in Verizon? any, any bubbles. No, at, at Apple. OtterBox you bought from Apple, too? Uh, OtterBox I bought at Verizon. What about that uh, PopSocket? Uh, at Verizon, too. It's probably more expensive at Verizon. I was going to go to Best Buy, but... Uh-huh. 
I hadn't eaten lunch and it was like four o'clock. <laughs> you were like, I can't, I can't I take been, this. I've been waiting in line and doing all of this stuff. And I was like, uh, gonna go by Best Buy to get yeah. an Otterbox and a Pop Socket. And uh, <laughs> so I was just in there in Verizon and he's like, he's like, do you want a case? And I was like, yeah, what cases you got? <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think it was like $10 more than what I was looking at, but. It's a pretty thin Otterbox case, mm-hmm. so I, I was. I have the same one, but for an pleasantly eight. surprised, like yeah. the same exact style, and I liked it because it was so thin. Like it doesn't add a ton of bulkiness to, and it's all like one piece. Yeah, it's um, nice. Where my old one was two pieces, like clipped together. Yeah, and and so he said that this one's, this one's kind of the one, the more popular one. Yeah, like the old case, it was the commuter series. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a very popular Otterbox case because it was so thin. Um, but then there was issues with like if taking if you take it in and out a lot, you'll eventually yeah. start cracking the the hard shell part of mm-hmm. it. And so this series, they just built it all in one. Yeah, that's cool. So that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It feels feels really good. Um, the transfer process. If, I, I don't know if they had this. They definitely didn't have this the last time I bought a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opened up the box. I turned it on. I logged into my Apple account. Mm-hmm. It recognized that it was right next to another phone. Mm-hmm. And it asked if it wanted to set up as a new phone, uh, import from iCloud, or uh, set it up as the other phone. And so I just clicked set up as the other phone. It yeah, took exactly like tw- the same. 25 minutes, transferred everything over. Exactly did you do that here at your house? No, I did it at the Apple store uh, before while I was waiting for him to put the uh, the screen protector on. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. But that does lead me to one other thing. I have no need for this anymore. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so last last time I gave you an yeah, extra yeah. screen protector, and now you have uh, just uh, just another one. Your new products is my wealth. Yeah. Do you want my old uh, my old case? Nah. I don't even know if it'll. I it, switched. It should I, fit the eight. This reason why yeah. I don't have a case is because Mercedes, her case broke, and then she dropped her phone and it shattered. Mm. And I was like, "Here, you just take my case." And she still has a shattered phone. So we're trying to figure out actually. Currently, does she what? have a shattered front screen? I don't know. Or is it just the? Oh well, I guess it must be because the, those, that doesn't have a glass back, right? It doesn't. So, um, yeah, no. you should you should put the tempered glass on over there, the broken on glass. Yeah. That way, you just like it doesn't crack anymore. You don't cut your finger. Yeah, yeah. So. So and they gave me sixty dollars for my my old phone. Oh really? Yeah. I wonder what I would do. Like if I went in to get a new. They didn't one. even ask if I had replaced the battery or the screen, which I had. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what they would do, like if I went in and wanted that phone. And I have an eight, and they're paid off. Like they're paid in full. Uh, I can tell you right now. If you went to where, like Apple? Apple, yeah. So if you're if you're trading in a ten, the eleven is like three hundred dollars. Oh wow! So they give you quite a bit. So it's probably like five or six hundred bucks. Well, probably more than that. So it starts at like six ninety nine, and iPhone eleven. Bye. Yes, old iPhone, select model, iPhone 8, up to $220. Wow. So they'll give you $220 if it's in good condition. 
I think if the screen's broken, like Mercedes, yeah, it'd probably be like a hundred bucks or something. Uh, they might not even take it. Yeah. So, uh, I've heard specifically with screen issues, I've heard that um, they're not super interested hmm. um, because they just sell it to another company that's going to probably like take it apart and sell the parts. Yeah. It, as repair items or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, up to $220, $220 trade in value. Yeah. Yeah. I like those 11s. They're sweet. It's like, why would I get a 10 when I could just get the 11 now at this point? That's right. Like now that it's here, it's like, well, I'm going to get the 11 if you're going to get a new phone at all. Yeah. So it's uh, a massive upgrade for me. <laughs> yeah, for for real, for you. Your uh, phone wasn't even charging correctly. Yeah. Y- yesterday, I had NFL Red Zone Channel playing on it for uh-huh. three or four hours. In the booth? In the booth. Um, just sitting there playing, and on top of it being off the charger since like 6.30. Mm-hmm. All the way until the end of the day, and it was still like sixty five percent battery. You were like, "This is." I was like, "This is insane." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a massive upgrade. So a few weeks ago, I went to the dentist. You go every six months. Go every six months. I've been to this dentist since I was like ten years old. Where is he at? Um, El Mirage, right? Uh, Sun or... City. Okay. So like 99th mile south of Grand. Okay. And I've been there for, yeah, for like ever. And you like it? I do like it. And same they're dentist? super nice. Same dentist, like same doctor? receptionist, yeah. same dental hygienist. Like, Is it just like one of each of those? Pre- yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one patient can be seen at a time. Yeah, um, They've got three different rooms. But I don't even know what the there's like two other people that I sometimes see there, but I don't really know their names do. or what they do. Huh. So you see the same hygienist every time. Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she's gotten to know me over the years. She just got to clean Katie's teeth for the first time, which she was really excited about. She was How was like, Katie about it? <laughs> she was fine. Uh, it was just it was just fun. Like. Yeah. Uh, funny like oh i've like been waiting for this day (laughs) (laughs) it's like a family member Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) um so we're there and i get my teeth clean Uh it it always like takes a full hour yeah Um, mine too but i feel like it's mostly because of like conversation just like yeah like stopping to talk um which is great because i've known them for so long but Usually the conversation, I end up asking lots of questions mm-hmm. about cleaning teeth and things like that. Yeah. And it was also a day where I'm getting x-rays, so I got x-rays. And Does your dentist do it every time? Uh, once a year. Okay. So I get x-rays, and like we're looking at the x-rays, just me and the dental hygienist before the dentist actually comes in and looks at the x-rays. Mm-hmm. And do you like to guess if you have cavities anywhere before the dentist came, comes in? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, so we're looking at it. I'm like, what's that spot? What's that spot? She's like, oh, yeah, there might be something here. I don't know. And I was like. And you haven't had a cavity in. in like a decade. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why don't we pull up the other x-rays and compare? Like I've got. 
a lifetime <laughs> of x-rays to compare to. Yeah. And so we go back a few years, we go back a few years, and we look and like we're like multiple x-ray sessions ago. Yeah, yeah. Back. And we're looking at it and we're like, yeah, that spot's still there. So, yeah, that must be the same thing. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go get the dentist. And she walks out and goes mm-hmm. and gets the dentist. I don't even think about it. He comes back in. He starts looking at the x-rays. And I'm like, those, those are from like a few years ago. Like I say that. Yeah. And, and he just like, mm-hmm. And is like looking at it and like just ignores the comment. And I'm like, and it's from a few years ago. Yeah, he's looking at the x rays from a few years ago. So it's ago. the wrong x ray. Yeah, it's not the current x rays. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, uh, okay. I don't know what to do now. He's <laughs> like, uh, I already said this. And like, he's clearly <laughs> doesn't care, doesn't realize that he's looking at the wrong ones. Yeah. And he's like, all right, Justin, no cavities. And you're like, like, so you never address it again? No. Nope. <laughs> what if there was a cavity in there on your I know. newer x-ray? <laughs> I won't know for another year. Well, by then it'll be too late. I know. Then it will be a root canal. Oh. That would be some unfortunate follow-up. <laughs> no cavities for 10 years. Root canal. <laughs> <laughs> all because I... I couldn't muster the courage to this, this seems like a like this could have been a Seinfeld episode or something. <laughs> this is like the exact type of scenario that George Costanza would find uh, himself in yeah. in like a dental office. It would be like the next day he'd be like My oh, tooth kinda my, hurts. My tooth kind of hurts. <laughs> why didn't why didn't I <laughs> why didn't I have him look at the x ray? Uh, huh. uh, that's funny. Yep. So a little awkward. A little awkward. A little bit of an awkward situation where, like, you realize something's happening and you, like, say something, but nobody really catches what you're saying. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. well, I've I've done my part. Like, I've, yeah, they haven't, I've made an effort. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do anything else here. <laughs> yeah. I'm similar to you at the dentist. I... I talk like a ton while I'm there. <laughs> I probably ask so many, and I, maybe it's because I'm I'm nervous. Like I don't like the dentist. I never liked the dentist. So out of nerves, I just try to be as friendly as possible to these people. And I'm probably the patient that they're just <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> like no one wants to talk to you about these things. I ask so many questions. Like why did you become a dentist? Why are you a dental hygienist? Do you like cleaning teeth? What tool is your favorite tool? Like I just ask all, all these questions. And uh, it's usually the same hygienist too every time. And I feel like the questions are probably pretty similar every single time that we talk. But I'm but the same. I talk a ton. Asking them what tool is their favorite tool. Yeah. It's like I told you this last time. That, that sounds like a very uh, Jerry situation <laughs> to, to find himself in. Remember, there's an episode about him going to the dentist. Do you remember the episode? Uh, yeah, the one where he gets put under. He like comes to and the dentist like putting his shirt back on. <laughs> the the uh, dentist uh waiting room has like a bunch of like penthouses in it. He's like, what is yeah, the, what is all this, this magazine selection? It's like a an adult only dentist. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I I can't stand the dentist, and I did that. I went a year uh where I had a cavity. And then I was I had like a miss in my insurance, like a gap in like my dental insurance when I moved back from Kentucky. Mm. So I didn't go to a dentist until I got hired at CCV. And then I f- went to the dentist finally, but it was like a few months in because mm. I was afraid of the cavity I had. 
and it ended up being a root canal. I remember that. And she was like, man, if you would have been here like six months ago, we could have caught this thing. I'm like, Ugh. man. And now I haven't had a cavity since then. Like that root canal was my last cavity. So four yeah. years ago or something. And now I will not miss a six-month appointment. It's not worth it. No. Those root canals are <sighs> no joke. No joke. And, like, I just went to the dentist, too, like, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my very back molar on the top is, like, almost flat, like, flattened. Really? And he's like, man, this is weird. He's like, did you ever have, like, a, a crown on here? And I said, no, I don't think so. He's like, do you grind your teeth when you sleep? I said, I don't think so. My wife, I feel like, would have told me that. Mm-hmm. if she heard it and it's not like i wake up with headaches like most people who grind their teeth they wake up with headaches yeah. or they have like jaw pain so i don't have any of that stuff and he's like man this tooth is like grinded down to like almost flat and he's like we should probably just crown it like there's no cavity but just put a crown on it to, to just in case well he said if you get any lower it's going to hit your nerve and you're out to your root canal i was like gosh dang so i'm gonna have to go back in in like a week they, he said to do it as soon as i can that was like two weeks ago, and then I went to California. And do you uh, eat like hard candies on like one side of your mouth, always in the same spot? I don't think so, and I don't, I don't like chew my ice. I don't do yeah. it. You know, um, I don't really eat hard candy. Just trying to think what could cause that. But even then, yeah, do you, you know? chew on sandpaper? <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I I'm nervous about getting a root canal there, so I need to go in. And definitely get it get it taken care of, but yeah. And when they're doing the X rays in general, like that awkward situation for you is like talking to him. But when they do the X rays in general, that's another like weird mm-hmm. that thing they put in your mouth that makes it so hard to mm-hmm. bite down. It feels like you're gonna throw up. Like I always feel like I'm gonna gag. <laughs> and throw, like they stick it so far back in your mouth to get your back molars. But do, do they do digital ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The um, do you remember the the old ones with like the film? Mm-hmm. They have to like bend the corners a little bit, yeah, to fit it in your mouth. At least for me, because my mouth. And so they would small. like pull it out, bend it a little bit more, put it back in. They just kept going back and yeah, forth, trying to get it into yeah. the right spot. Man, I forgot about that. You'd like clamp down on it, and it'd be like cutting into your the into roof your of gum. your mouth. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But well, that's good. Yeah. Next year we'll revisit this. If you have a cavity, we'll know why. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I do x-rays every six months. Every six? Every six. Wow. At the dentist I go to. They do them every six. Interesting. Does our insurance pay for it? I don't ever have like a, a bill from the dentist. Wow. So Surprising. Yeah. Well. There you go. Dentists. <laughs> Did you see any of the coverage of the Area 51 raid? Did they actually show up? Yeah, people actually showed up. Well, no, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know anybody showed up. I, I'd seen the stories of people it was planning, like, planning to raid, and there was like millions of people. But how many people actually showed up? It was up? like less than 100 people showed up. Where'd they show up to? Like the entrance? Like the yeah, like, road that leads out to Area 51? Yeah, there's like a little guard gate. Yeah, they all met over there? They were just like standing in front of the guard gate. And nothing happened? Yeah, they had like like handmade signs about aliens and <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh but it, it was mostly people just like joking. Just like hanging out. Yeah, like almost 100%. Was there like any kind of government official or like any kind of military presence at that gate? Yeah, there was guards. Like there's just guards there. Like this was probably the most entertaining day of their job. Yeah, they ever. probably never had 
someone approach them like that. There was a lady, no, a guy on the news, like a reporter, reporting, like, here we are, you know. <laughs> and and there was like a kid that just straight up Naruto runs right behind him. Because <laughs> they were talking about like Naruto running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to raid the... And he's like, just running, <laughs> running past. And then they were talking later to the guard about it. Like, like, like the people were just like chilling with this guard. And they're like, yeah, like, like you got a Naruto run, bro. And he's like, what are you talking about? What is, what are you talking? Like, I was so surprised how ill-informed the yeah. uh, guards were. Did they have any idea? I'm sure the guards knew what was they, 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 yeah, I'm sure they were briefed to some extent, but apparently Naruto running was not included in the briefing. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if like a couple thousand people showed up for that. Probably the same thing. Probably the same thing with the higher odds of somebody doing something stupid. stupid. Yeah, like trying to climb the fence. Yeah, and just pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see any. I didn't. I knew the day was coming up, and I feel like it's been approaching forever. Like yeah. There's many people posting all these really funny me and my new alien after I leave Area 51 <laughs> type memes. It's like these little people and stuff. I don't uh, know. But I feel like it's been coming forever. And then I was thinking about that the other day when I saw this on there. I was like, oh, I, I remember that was coming up soon, but I didn't know it. I didn't know the date had passed. Yep. Uh, already passed. But uh, it seemed like it was a very enjoyable thing for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody involved. At the beginning, people were taking it so serious. Well, it was another it was another example of like Momo Area 51 oh, yeah. raid Tide Pods Man, like Momo. like look at these look at these Tide Pods millennials look at these millennials they're <laughs> eating Tide Pods and going to get themselves killed trying to go after a government facility. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "No, nobody's actually doing this. Like some people put Tide Pods in their mouth to be stupid." But like nobody's doing, really eating them yeah nobody yeah. legitimately thinks they're doing this for attention nobody's doing it because they think it's a good idea they're yeah. doing it because they might get on the news because the news thinks that this is a thing that happens yeah yeah so definitely one of those instances of like uh internet culture uh-huh. and jokes clashing with like Clashing with like news reporters that don't know anything. Yeah, what's real and not yeah. <laughs> what's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just trying to fill time in the air. Like, could your kids be next <laughs> Area Fifty One raid after nine? Uh, and you're wearing a shirt that has space stuff on it. So yeah, well, this is the Gemini capsule. Yes. So this is actually a three D shirt. Um, did you get that in one of your little boxes? I, I I did. If I, I don't know where I put my 3D glasses. If you put them on, you can. It's actually 3D. Like if you kind of like, I guess it's it's less 3D in that it's like two and one. Like if you look through the red, you can see that the interior of the capsule really cleanly. And then if you look through the blue, it looks like it's covered. Closed. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. So with this Area 51 raid, what do you think's in there? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- I think so. something like 89% of Nevada is 
federal land. Mm -hmm. A very small portion of Nevada is not federal land. I think I think Area Fifty One is primarily like a military testing facility. Yeah, you know, like top secret testing facility for military different airplanes, different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think there's aliens little bodies there yeah that were found in roswell yeah i think if there were there is a zero percent chance that trump would be able to not tweet about it (laughs) so (laughs) i think that's the most compelling evidence that there's nothing there that the jfk assassination wasn't uh like all of these conspiracy theories like there's no way he could resist at least tweeting about the fact that he knows Something that you yeah, don't. he'd want everybody to know. He would want everybody to know yeah. that he knows. Yeah. Even if someone convinced him, like, don't actually tweet that there's aliens. He's like, okay, I'll just tweet <laughs> that I know what's in Area 51. That's probably how you'd say it too. Yeah. With that facial expression that you just had. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Joe Rogan mm-hmm. quite a bit, uh, mainly for his interviews with. Um, like scientists and people who are doing a lot of health things and, you know, exercise people, David Goggins, like these guys who are just, David Goggins is a Navy SEAL who lost 190 pounds to become a Navy SEAL in like a couple months all by running. He ran like Mm. 390 miles in like a month and then did 4,000 pull-ups and like he just – he has like a really cool story. But anyways, so I listen to to Joe Rogan to to hear these people, and he does these. Joe Rogan's a he's a really good interviewer. Like he's very he is, he's he very is. good at asking questions. He's knowledgeable in a lot of which things. is so weird because the only other things that you know Joe Rogan from are Fear Factor, like pretty critically panned stand up. Like nobody, yeah, most people. A very, I feel like there's a sl- small sliver of people that really enjoy st- Joe Rogan's stand up. It, I've watched his specials on like Netflix. Yeah, it's not anything that's like, oh, this is not that. It's not it's even not, that funny. No. Yeah, exactly. He just yells a lot. He, he raises just, his voice a lot and yells about things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, always being involved in like UFC. Yeah, which stuff. he's he's like, I think that's the Fear Factor was a big one. Obviously, I'm sure that's where he got a lot of his. Th- that was like, like his career launch, yeah. yeah. But UFC, he's been in for years and years. Yeah, you know? he's he's always been, yeah, there. And he's always on like the up and coming, like anything related to fighting and working out and supplements, yeah, and different things. So he interviews tons of people, nutritionists, and all these different things. But w- with that, uh, aliens are probably brought up in almost every interview that you listen <laughs> to him with, and maybe not even just aliens, aliens. A Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Sasquatch, whatever, like any kind of mystical, like thing like that. Joe Rogan is a huge advocate for. Mm. Um, and just recently, I I listened to one with him like a week ago. He interviewed Dan Aykroyd. Oh, and Dan Aykroyd, I like him as an actor. Yeah, Coneheads. He was in <laughs> Coneheads. He was uh, the guy in Tommy Boy. He's in Ghostbusters. Zelensky, auto parts. I make car parts for the American working man, that whole thing. Because that's who I am, and that's who I care about. (laughs) Ghostbusters. The reason he wrote Ghostbusters, I found out, he wrote it. Oh, really? He wrote the movie and directed it. Is because his family growing up were all into paranormal activity 
aliens specifically, all into alien stuff. Stuff. And he claims he's seen like six aliens. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so when I first saw Dan Aykroyd on the podcast, I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. Like he's gonna talk about like his acting and all these, you know, all these things that he's done. The the whole ep- the whole episode, four hours worth of why Dan Aykroyd <laughs> believes aliens exist. He's seen them. He 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 knows. I mean, he was just so many facts that he you know believes aliens are real. But he wrote Ghostbusters because of all of his encounters and his family and his family and his family's encounters with aliens. So, uh, um, and then Joe Rogan, of course, just eats that up because he's a totally you know he just believes in life outside of yeah. where we live. So, I don't know. It's always interesting to to listen to people's views on life outside of Earth and why it has to be real and mm-hmm. you know, all these different things so so what do you think i honestly don't have like an opinion on it interesting i don't like i don't i don't think it's an i mean i don't know it's so difficult because i, I mean i just don't know yeah i don't think there is and i don't think there isn't like i don't know i'm not i'm not one to say i know anything that i mean god could have done whatever he wanted yeah I mean, we have scripture, we have the Bible, we have the creation story, and I believe in all of those things and believe they're infallible and, like, the Bible is what we have and this is our history. Um, but then again, I don't know what what's outside of God's control. Like, who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe I, I'm naive to think that way, but it's, it's hard. It's, like, very difficult for me. Um, I don't know. And this sounds so juveniles I, I guess but like who knows what god has done before mm-hmm. you know yeah and i'm not saying i believe in other religions or anything like i believe christianity is i believe in christianity i believe in jesus christ i believe in the bible and all these things but like i'm not one to say like this is it like that and that's putting who knows what god could have done before or yeah i don't know what would you consider an alien well i don't know that's what i mean like i don't think i have a, enough built up like foundational thoughts on like if they're real or not. Like if we all of a sudden on Mars discovered a worm alive in the Mars soil, would you consider that an alien? I think I would. I would too. It's yeah. an extraterrestrial, like that's something like, that is not a part of our biosphere here. Yeah. It's a foreign. Unless we accidentally brought the worm with us, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dang it. <laughs> Which is, is like a legit like fear and like people's actual jobs like in NASA is. Uh-huh reducing the chances that we accidentally bring life to another planet. Yeah. I believe it's, um, that worm would not last though all the way to Mars. I think it's in, I think it might be on the moon somewhere like tardigrades. Like maybe, maybe it's, Oh, maybe it's on the exterior of the international space station. Mm -hmm. They're like the little microscopic water bears. Yeah. Do you know those tardigrades? They got like the weird circle mouth. Is um, there one on there? Like, like there's like some of them there, and they can just survive. Like they're they're known for being able to survive in like very harsh, extreme yeah, conditions, yeah. and they can just like survive on the side of the ISS in outer space. And they haven't got rid of them. They're just gonna leave them there. Uh, well, they're microscopic. Yeah. So they're like very hard to. Yeah. Yeah. Do some. They're microscopic and survive basically everything. So they're hard to do, yeah. do anything <laughs> about. Um. So yeah, yeah, no, I I think I think that would qualify too, especially I mean, we, you'd have to be able to look at like the life form 
and tell that <clears throat> that it wasn't from Earth, which would mm-hmm. probably mean that it potentially looks very different from Earth. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, and with that too, like I don't think I believe in like things visiting our planet. Mm. So I think that's the another big thing is like, well, there's all these aliens that come and there's saucers and there's all these things that I've seen with my eyes, like yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I saw looking out my front window of my house, a metal object floating five feet off the street, moving one mile an hour down my street. It's like, okay, Sounds you, like are you, by your, you by yourself <laughs> or like you have neighbors. Is this not documented? And Joe Rogan is really funny. He's like, well, where's the pictures? <laughs> and Dan goes, well, I don't know. I didn't have a camera back then. I don't know. I didn't didn't take any pictures. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, so you have no evidence of this. So Joe's like calling him out on the spot. But it's like those are the things where it's like I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe that we're being visited by things. You know, I had one time where I saw like a ball of like fire. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, and it was like, where were you at? I was just I was driving home from the movie theater right across from my parents' house. This is in, like, college. Mm -hmm. And I'm pulling up. I think my friend Max was with me. And we're, like, looking, and we're like, what the heck is this thing? And we're, like, driving, and, like, it's it looks like it could be something really far away, but it's clear that as you, like, are turning, like, it's not as far away as it looks. Yeah. And it's moving in a weird way that's hard to decipher because it's dark and mm-hmm. there's clouds and like is it up in the sky yeah so like for weeks i have no idea what i saw like it was super freaky yeah um were you thinking about it all the time yeah and then <laughs> um at some point in time i noticed that maybe maybe it was the next like at some point in time i just kind of forgot about it but during specific times of the year in that neighborhood, there must be um, families of, I don't even know what descent, celebrating like annual Mm. uh, like holidays Mm -hmm. of their culture. Because on like every once in a while, you just see, you'll see several of these things now in that neighborhood uh, but if you if you see it early enough, you can tell it's it's a it's like a Chinese lantern oh, that they let go. Yeah, and like like the hot air of the fire is bringing mm-hmm. it up until it like Disinter- hit, disintegrates yeah. and burns. And it's like, oh, that's totally got to be what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, but it, it was like weeks of like not knowing. And that probably happens all the time to people. Oh yeah, it, just like something like that. Something where it's random, like, but then it you're... doesn't move. But how you would expect something to move because it's lighter than air yeah. and a little wind will blow it left and right and 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 it, you're just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And if you were there a little bit earlier, you'd have been like, "Oh, look, a Chinese lantern." Mm-hmm. But it was like far enough away that you couldn't figure out what you were yeah. seeing. Yeah, I've never had like anything like that. Yeah, that's I've, the closest that I've yeah. had. Yeah. So, so I too don't believe that we've been visited by things by things yeah because i think that the like all of the scenarios where i imagine that there is a race of aliens 
that are intelligent enough to solve interspace travel. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just can't imagine the scenario where they're like popping in and probing a dude and popping out. You know, yeah. Like, like what's this? Why would they be doing that? Yeah, Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, if they're smart enough to be able to solve interstellar travel, then they can uh, probably observe us from very far away. Like they, don't, <laughs> like, they don't need to be here. They don't need to come. Yeah, they can probably figure out like anything that they would need to from a distance. Yeah, or if there wasn't like. I don't understand the the reason the need for secrecy mm-hmm. for them for them they're like far superior if they can interspace space yeah. travel so why not just show up be like hey yeah this is what we are we're gonna bounce like and and I've heard like um, conspiracy theories of like oh well they're observing us it's like once you achieve like a level of technological ability then you're like welcomed into the. <laughs> Like but if, who, who's making those claims? Though? I don't know. So, and what makes you able to make those claims? The Fermi paradox is just that. Like statistically, because the universe is so big and so expansive, uh, the our sun is a relatively like average to small average mm-hmm. star. Um, the number of planets surrounding our sun is believed now originally it it was believed that most stars didn't have any planets yeah but as they've as more has been discovered about the universe the belief now is that the number of planets in our solar system is pretty average that mm-hmm. this is like a normal a type pretty thing. normal setup of like like of like sun to planet ratio you know rockier planets close in gas giants farther out just how like gravity has pulled these things together mm-hmm. um so statistically like it's very likely that like some other place like mars is in the habitable zone yeah of the sun it just happens that like its entire atmosphere has been stripped off of it like one day we might discover that plants used to grow on mars like that'd be an incredible discovery yeah um also i'd consider that alien yeah yeah. (laughs) like um but when we're talking about intelligent life like like yeah like we have no evidence for have it having happened Mm -hmm. elsewhere except for the slight like mathematical problem of like it being extremely likely that like if it can happen one time with all of these other you know millions and millions yeah. and millions of chances billions of chances with mm-hmm. all, all of the stars probably trillions of chances i don't even know what how big oh, the yeah. number is it's yeah. huge um that like if it can happen one time like it may have happened another time yeah and the fermi paradox is like if it's so exceedingly likely like, why do we have nothing? Why do we have no, like, what are we, we're, it's the idea of, like, we are missing all of the inputs. We don't understand fully mm-hmm. what we don't know. Yeah. Because if it was this likely, like, surely we would get, you know, we've been pumping radio waves out into space for years, for, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. 
hoping to get something back? No, just just in general, just like television signals, like like that it degrades over time, but like those waves are traveling through space forever. Like we've never gotten a broken up wave of something that Back. was, yeah, of just like another civilization somewhere pumping out communication via radio waves. Yeah, imagine if something like that happened. It'd be insane. Yeah, it'd be absolutely insane. And you have no idea where it's coming from. You're just receiving, right? Like you would not, they wouldn't be able to track that. Yeah. I've, and maybe I shouldn't share this on on the the podcast, but I've got a great idea for a science fiction like story mm-hmm. where it's like uh, the United States, or it's like set in the United States, but it's it's like a space race story. Um, like because of the distance it takes to travel mm-hmm. for the the sound waves, like you would be hearing things that were you know decades old. Uh, so like basically like we start hearing this other civilization out in the galaxy like when they're first inventing like the radio like you know basically like but we're, but we're here so we're hearing their first tra- transmissions and like eventually linguists are able to decode like how this this group communicates and we like are learning all of this mm-hmm. about their civilization. But then we realize at the same time, we've been pumping out all of this information about us yeah. out into, and like, and so like you, they, you then eventually hear the discovery of the radio waves. Uh, you hear them cool. discovering the fact that yeah. you exist. And then like all you can hear all of their concerns about your hostility mm-hmm. at the same time, you've been talking this whole time about how concerned you are about them being hostile. Like yeah. it'd be a really cool story idea. Um, but yeah, we got nothing like that. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, and if that happened, th- the world would probably lose their mind. Oh yeah. It'd be insane. It'd be the biggest like news story ever, ever. Like yeah. <laughs> it would be, yeah, that'd the, be... the answer to the question are that we people alone have been asking in the forever? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy, and that'd be nuts. That would be crazy. So, um, I don't think we'll ever have an answer to that question in my lifetime. Probably not. Um, <laughs> like we, yeah, we'll get better telescopes. Uh, I'm much more interested in hopefully in my lifetime, like establishing some sort of like lunar or mars base <laughs> where people live yeah where like scientists live like a several years or something you know did you see the movie martian yeah i'm sure you did yeah yeah something like that yeah well and that, but that was even just a temporary trip like yeah. it, i think it'd be awesome if there was, was like, like a an actual trip, yeah. base like an international space station like a colony but on yeah yeah, so, yeah that'd be wild man that would be so cool uh I just saw the movie Ad Astra. Oh, with uh, on Friday with Brad, with Brad Pitt. Pitt. Good. Yeah, it was good. Is that the one where he goes out to find his dad? Mm-hmm. Like his dad had been out. Don't tell me too much, yep. but I saw some of the plot line. I didn't see a trailer, but I read about it. Um, seems interesting. This deals with uh, it deals with like this whole idea. It's like mm. is that what made you want to talk about this? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Um, and without <clears throat> getting too spoilery, um, both for you and for listeners, yeah. um, I think it's it brings up a lot of very interesting discussion points. Mm. 
very interesting. Mercedes and I are, are going on a date night on Friday after her doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll uh, go see it. If you see it, we can follow up. and uh, I'll, I'll plan it. I'll plan to see it. All right. She She's into those movies, too. Like She loved Martian and you know, yeah. that stuff. So. so if you are not my wife, <laughs> who we have a podcast where we make each other watch movies the other hasn't seen, um, watch this movie before next, yeah, <laughs> next yeah. uh, episode, and then Katie will just have to not listen to the part where we... Has she not seen it yet? Spoil either? all of the things. No, she hasn't. So you just went to see it? Uh, I went to see it with Matt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. I will work on it. So spoilers next week for Ad Astra. <laughs> Plan on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's it's it's an, it's an interesting topic to talk through um, because it is like an unknown thing. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody that could say that they are right yeah and that's what's frustrating sometimes and like listening to these people Mm -hmm. like dan Aykroyd, for instance never would have knew he was like an alien you know Mm -hmm. connoisseur or whatever you know but he (laughs) he was so adamant that like anybody that thinks otherwise must be stupid because there's all this evidence Mm -hmm. i'm like if there was evidence we would know for certain then like we would know like there's no concrete evidence because if there was then it'd be a common knowledge like everybody would have it it's like that you have no basis for even believing in that there's a book um that i read in college i think the author is michael sherman the the whole idea of it uh just to wrap up the conversation like he's big time like atheist Mm -hmm. um and i didn't find most of his religion arguments compelling yeah but uh he gave an example of like um like he thought that he was abducted by aliens at one point in time when he was running a marathon and he got so dehydrated that the like he was telling himself that he's being abducted abducted by aliens when he was being rescued by the paramedics uh, like like he was a total hallucin uh, hallucination yeah but he just thought he was being abducted by aliens and it's like like it's not that big of a leap to think that like your brain can tell you things. Yeah. Like make you think that you saw things that you didn't actually see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and especially in traumatic moments like you losing most of your consciousness and ability to move uh yeah. that your brain would be trying to explain to you what's happening. Yeah. It's almost like lucid dreamers. Yeah. Like your brain firing these things. Mm-hmm. I watched it. There's a new Netflix series called The Mind, mm. and it's like 10 episodes, and it it's like 20-minute episodes on different things that your mind does. So like the very first episode, I just watched it. It was on dreaming. Um, so there's like all these doctors talking through like, why do you dream? Mm. What are the people in your dreams? Like where do those faces come from? Your dreams are pulled out of memory, like all sorts of different stuff. And they talked about lucid dreaming and like this idea of you're dreaming, but your brain starts firing to make it seem like you're awake so you have the consciousness to make decisions Mm -hmm. but you're still in a dream state um so that's why you can like oh i'm gonna fly and then i'll fly like Mm -hmm. lucid dreams like that um interesting but like at the same time it's like you're tired and your brain is just pulling these things together and you're you're thinking that these things are so real yeah but they're really not you're just in this state and it's like that's what who's to say that all these people 
like this guy who's dehydrated. Yep. Like just happened to be at that perfect place, the right time. And like we the right know, circumstance, and now he's just thinking, "Oh, this is real." With enough, we know with enough sleep deprivation, like you will start hallucinating. Yeah, you'll you'll hallucinate auditorially, you'll hallucinate visually, mm-hmm. and and yeah, like sleep paralysis. There's so many things. <laughs> Terrifying. I was watching that thing on dreams, and that was my first thought. Was like, please don't talk about sleep paralysis. Yeah, it tries me. It's like not- I'm going to have to turn uh, off this documentary. I'm always. That's like a common thing that comes up in my brain of like i really hope i don't have sleep paralysis anytime oh yeah soon ever oh my gosh terrifying terrifying